When someone says you're getting stoned, it's not generally a good reference. It could mean that you're doing drugs or you're possibly getting a punishment for some third world crime. But there is a really good Christian connection to getting stoned. Join us for a discussion about getting stoned on the way. Welcome to The Way with Leslie King and Scott Grimmett. See the ocean, how it sways in the sun. Now, in various episodes, we've always drawn out some metaphors using the scriptures to illuminate the character of God in Jesus. And in this show, we're going to be looking a little bit closer at stones, and in particular, getting stoned, because it's okay. a crucial part of being a Christ follower. And I know everyone right now is kind of scratching their head going, getting stoned <laughs> and being like Jesus. Well, yeah, it's hard to get away from that part long. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know kind of a tricky thing there. Yeah, but, right. it, it evokes certain things almost immediately. You can't get around that. Yeah. No, but I think that's kind of the fun part, because he likes metaphors. Well, he does. He and, likes puns. Right, right. And stones are... It, enigmatic and mysterious as they relate to God because yeah. he uses them all over over and over again in Scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to it quite often. So he uses them allegorically, especially oh, yeah. uh, as it pertains to our walk with him. So it's, this is a fun topic. Yeah, no, it really will be. So first we're going to be looking at the stone of stumbling. And we see this referenced in Psalms 118, 22, Matthew 21, 42, Acts 4, 10, and 11, and in particular in Isaiah 8, 14. Now, in Matthew, Jesus says that the scriptures talk about how the, um, the stone, the, the stone the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone. And then later on, we see that repeated in the New Testament. So he's, Jesus is, quoting Psalms on that. And then, but also there's a drawing from Isaiah's work that says that the stone that makes Israel and Judah stumble is the rock that makes them fall. And it's referencing to something about how his character and his purpose and his mission is there. And what happens when it makes you fall? It brings you to your knees. It brings you to your knees. And whatever happens, you know, on your knees is up to you and your condition of your heart. So you can uh easily get on your knees and accept him as the living stone or as the stone or you can get up like a small child and kick the dirt and be mad at the stone for what it stands for and who it was uh, right right it's you know what whatever you were thinking about whatever your mind was focused on before you trip before right. you fall mm-hmm. okay you're focusing now that's Either right. anger or whatever. I know it makes me mad to fall like that. It's yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like you do. You you really wish that you could uh, yeah. get, kick the stone and have it hurt it somehow. Right. You get up and you kind of have a little tantrum, <laughs> and it's kind of what the um, uh, religious leaders were doing at the time, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, but uh, this reference, you know, is, is huge because even Peter and Paul used it later yeah. on in mm-hmm. scripture. You know, they you they. It's very profound in its implications. Absolutely. So stones are everlasting. They're something that you can't just always go around. You have to deal with a stone, a real one, when you encounter it. And Jesus is like the cornerstone because it makes people fall and stumble. That's right. And the, and there are various uh, types of preciousness, too. People yeah. people don't yeah, yeah, stop yeah. and think about the fact that there is a hardness scale that goes up and down yeah. the, the stone. I, I, I'm actually fascinated by the whole gemstone thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you lose sight of the fact that a diamond is the hardest stone. 
That's right. But it is a stone. It is a stone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. ruby number is, is right beneath it in hardness. Right. And they said these are precious stones. Yeah. So I think this cornerstone is quite precious to us. And, and the allegory stands even right. all, these, all this time later. Everything builds off of that cornerstone. Now, we see this kind of referenced a little bit just so we can come at it from a different angle and help people understand it. Uh, the Beatitude starts out with those who are poor in spirit, and then it goes into and then they mourn. So and the stumbling over Jesus is parallel to the idea that we realize that we don't have the ability to have spiritual capital to be able to get into heaven and save ourselves. And that's where the stumbling comes because Jesus basically gets in front of us and says, you can't even walk without me. No, no. And he's willing to do anything and go to any length to get that's your right. attention, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, to, to save you from going down to the pit, as it was said in Job. Right. You know, Paul, Peter went on and laid it out visually. Uh, pertaining to the Christians as the body of Christ being built up in a temple stone by stone. Right. You know, like he said, he says it as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Yeah. You yeah. also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offerings, uh, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. So he went on to quote the very same cornerstone right. thing that you did, which actually was also referenced to in one of the, one of the prophets. Yeah, I lay a sure foundation. Right. Um, absolutely. No, and I think it's really good because we're to be living stones, just like Jesus was a living stone, right. because we are to have an effect on the world around us and hopefully have them stumble by seeing Christ in us. Stones can be shaped, but they don't change. That's right. Absolutely. And so, okay, so we looked at the stumbling stone. Jesus causes everyone to stumble and come to their knees, and we either accept that or we get up mad and we proceed forward being crushed by that. And then we that kneel to that are supposed to get up and we're supposed to be living stones. So the next biblical concept we're going to talk about here is the stone of mercy. Mm -hmm. And it's talked about in John chapter 8, verses 3, and I'll go real quick because anyone who's a Christian, I'll know the story. But the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus to have him arrested while he was at a festival. So they bring him an adulteress, throw him down, her down in front of him and says... What would you do? The law says this, so what would you do? So they're trying to trap him in breaking their law or the law of Moses in a way that is unfair, unjust. They're a mom. They're conceited. They're evil. They're deceptive. Right. And so we are, we are, we are in a world where we're experiencing that as well. And so how should we respond to that? Now, Jesus, how did he respond to it? He responded by saying, you who without sin, should cast the first stone. Right. So we're to carry stones of mercy for others and to have the character of Jesus when we're faced with traps, deception, unfairness, evil, and persecution. Right, right. Jesus actually, if you if you read the text very carefully there, Jesus didn't actually deny what the law was saying. That's right. He didn't say, you know, th- this woman shouldn't die. He was actually saying, all right, fine, kill her. But mm-hmm. the one without sin is the one who has, should throw the so first stone. Throw it. Right. right. That was the point he was making. And, right. and so it was, it was, it was about hypocrisy. Right. It was about the fact that none of us are worthy to have that right. stone in our hands. Right. Um, and, and that's absolutely true. Judge not lest you be judged. He, he mm-hmm. said that at mm-hmm. some other yeah. point along the way. Well, and the law actually says that an adulteress, um, should be brought before the high priest and the leaders. And it's the high priest who makes the decision right. on guilt and, and, and the actual, um, um, judgment, and he's high priest because he's without sin that year. So they should not have been doing this vigil anti mob thing. Right, right. But look how we're supposed to approach to that. Now we're not supposed to, 
you know, jump on the bandwagon with them. Um, oh, we're supposed oh, no, no. to remember that there should be a healthy it, dose of stone mercy. It doesn't mean we're saying it's okay. Indulge it in any right. way. Well, Jesus basically shamed them from committing the <laughs> right. act of judging, which we still can't do. Right. We're not supposed to judge, and that's the whole difference. So you can, that's right. You, you have the ability to identify and point out sin without actually having the hand, the, the stone or, or the gavel, the gavel. In, your, in your hand. Absolutely. And see, I think that's important because we Christians should remember that we have grace that's received at the cross and we should be willing to drop our stones and stop condemning others. But at the same time, it's made clear that even though we have grace, we, you know, should not think that we should be allowed to sin, but we shouldn't run around. It's okay to point out something was wrong and to hold to biblical principles at the same time, we're not the ones who were supposed to lower the gavel no. and condemn her. And even Jesus, even though he had the spiritual kingdom right, at some point, he said, I'm not going to because no one else does because he knew what they were doing. He knew they were outside of what was just and appropriate. Isn't that what life is like, though, in general? Isn't everything that we do that could be or may not be a sin, isn't that a matter of degrees? It's like, it is. okay, yeah. it's like, let's take one that's for adults, sexuality. Mm-hmm. We know that that is perfectly fine. To a point, if it's as long as it's used within the construct of the marriage, that's right. Uh, of, the, of being holy, of keeping the marriage right. bed holy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's a matter of degrees. If you go beyond that, if you turn that up to some, then you get into sin. You get into right. it, everything in life that is is either acceptable or non acceptable. It's because God actually puts things among us in that's a right. matter of degrees. Everything, like Paul said, everything yeah. is acceptable. Right, right. Well, that's what we get into here. Very little is black or white. There's so much gray in life. That's right, and that's why we're not allowed to have the gavel. We are, we are absolutely, absolutely. required to point sin out. You know, at that's one point, right. that God actually tells the people that you know, judge your, or not judge, but uh, rebuke your neighbor harshly, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. lest you join them in their sin. You know, right. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You know, but God does actually require us to point things out. Yeah. What we're not permitted to do. Again, going back to the precept of that being of turning it up to a, an unlawful level, we're not allowed to go to that next level and actually judge. Assign the sentence. Assign the, the sentence. Pun- that, the that is what we're per- not permitted to do. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. the Bible does tell us that in the church, we should be judging right. each other in the church. Well, yeah. I mean, it, think of, real quickly, take the plank thing. You know, mm-hmm. when, when Jesus said, you know, why do you criticize your brother who has a sliver in his eye when you have a plank mm-hmm. in your own? Yeah. He said, first remove the plank from your own eye. Right. But then he didn't stop there. Right. He said, "Then address your brother. You'll you'll see clearly enough to take the uh, sliver out of your brother's eye." Basically. He wasn't telling you to cease and desist. He was telling you, "Don't be a hypocrite." Right. He was telling you, "Judge yourself first. First, evaluate yourself first." Because too many people think judging is the same things as an evaluation, and it really is not. Right. So. Too, too many people in the body of Christ have right. this perception that anything goes. And and, right, which and, is not true. and God's and God's edict not to judge is basically keep your mouth shut and when you see someone doing wrong you're not the you're not to point it out. Right. That's not how it works. Right. There's an appropriate way to bring that up and address sin and rebuke people and all that kind of stuff. Right. That's where wisdom comes in and being very in tune with the spirit comes into play. Make sure you're straight before you well, even you know think what? about what? Absolutely. That. And if and if you're not sure, you approach another brother or sister in Christ. You seek the counsel of others because that's a scriptural approach too. That's right. Vertical first. That's right. We are vertical with God first. Man. And I think if we all focus on that, then and we pause to make decisions on that, that we're actually going to be able to hear what he says to do instead of us being reactionary, being emotional, being judgmental, and going beyond the the line of demarcation of what's appropriate in our actions. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and just very quickly do a recap, and that is, number one, the stone of stumbling. Jesus makes us stumble so that we fall on our knees and we either accept him as Lord and Savior of our life or we get up and we reject him and we kick the sand and we cry like a schoolboy. Right. Right? So that's the, the two, two analogies there. And then also there's the stone of mercy. As we walk out our faith, we need to rightfully address justice and mercy in the right balance. And even Jesus addressing that situation, he didn't want her to be an adultery. He told her, stop. Right. Don't be one. But he knew what they were doing, and they were doing evil. They were going above and outside the law that was appropriate for them, and he addressed that in a very clever way. Oh, yeah, and they were trying to entrap him. Absolutely, and that's the whole thing with that. So the stone of mercy. Better for you to drop your stone of judgment and carry one of mercy and learn how to make sure you can address things that are wrong within the context of the Scriptures, right. within the context of uh, Jesus' character. Right. All right, our last one is being a living stone, because ultimately, like we always say in these shows, we don't want you to be focused on being saved. We want you to focus on going out and being a representative of the one who does save. That's right. Now, we want to thank all of you for tuning in. We do want you to come and visit us at thetruthandthelife.com. And shows like this and our ongoing broadcast actually are supported by viewers like you. So we'd like for you to come visit us. And if you feel that this is ministered to you or you'd like to support the truth and the life, then we'd ask you to donate or connect us and let us know how you'd be willing to help out. Until the next time, on the way. To learn more about the way, visit thetruthandthelife.com. Send me a sunset of tomorrow